opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program host and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by TCN TV Network Incorporated. Due to the social nature of this broadcasting channel, videos may contain content copyrighted by another entity or person. The TCN TV Network claims no rights to the said content. TCN TV Network cannot be held accountable for the copyrighted content. TCN TV Network is a messenger and sharer of information and strives to verify but cannot warrant the accuracy of copyrights or completeness of the information on this program. Good morning, everybody. Andrew Perry, live from the MyTCN studios here in Brampton. You are watching The Daily Reel. Today, I've got a very special guest. I've got Carl Parentella. Uh, last, uh, we had you on a couple of weeks ago, then we tried to reschedule, but, uh, you know, from, you know, we technical issues to scheduling issues, you know, we finally have you back on the show. Thanks very much. Actually, I might even just... For sure. Yeah, we're back to these microphones, which, uh, you know, have a little bit of a directional. So, anyways, thank you very much for coming on, Carl. I really appreciate thank that. Thank you for having <laughs> me. I didn't get a ticket this time. Yeah, uh, yeah. the last time uh, Carl was on, uh, he got a ticket. He was so excited to get here. <laughs> anyways, uh, so, Carlo went from, at a very young age, you know, working at, um, uh, attending bar at, at the family business, right? And, and... Um, eventually uh, took over the family business and then uh, to started to expand on a, on a massive scale, right? Went yeah. from 16,000 square feet uh, at the family business to 34,000 square feet, increasing sales by 65%. Uh, and then, you know, your, your next step was in, you know, building a real estate portfolio on a massive scale, over 230 residential lots in Barrie. And um, if, if yeah, and you're currently working on a massive project. But if, if you hadn't heard of Carlo from that, you might have heard uh, three seasons of the hit show, Last Bride, Bride Standing on, what was it, Sun TV, I think, well, right? Sun TV, and then uh, we sold it to um, the Wedding, uh, what's the wedding, wedding Network? Central. Okay. Yes, uh, in the States. And uh, we sold them the right to show the show for a season. And uh, it was owned by the Wheat Network. And then Oprah bought it. So oh, no way. Owning our premiere. And uh, then she closed out Wedding Central. Like, <laughs> they still paid us. I thought, okay. Well. Yeah, well, as long as that worked out. Um, okay, and then you've also got another massive project that we're going to talk Dude, about, yeah. uh, Hotel V. Yeah. Um, what do we got here? We've got 261 uh, 61 suites. suites. Yes. We're so 54 excited. offices, a nightclub, and uh, um, a private member's wine club. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about that. Uh, in a little bit, but um, you know, the way I like to things uh, start things out on the Daily Reel is just to get to know you, Carlo. Uh, so, how did it all begin? It says here that you, uh, you know, started working at the family business when you're five years old. Well, yeah, no, we were sleeping on multiple chairs because sometimes yeah. we'd be uh, babysat, sometimes we weren't, so we'd be sleeping in front of the DJs or with the singers <laughs> and hanging backstage or at the bar and watching. Unfortunately, some people steal stuff and things yeah. like that. Um, so did it did it start out as an event facility or was uh, it cater? My, my parents were caterers in caterers? the 60s okay. and they were just uh, sort of they, had, they carry everything pots and pans in the back of a station wagon 
banging my head on a Saturday or Sunday night with all the prospects. <laughs> he had to drive all the staff home, and I just like sauce all over me and stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah. So we started like that, and then eventually a facility. Yeah. And uh, and then I graduated as a living engineer, and there wasn't any jobs when I graduated. So I go, oh, let me just. Uh, so I sold some insurance for a couple of years, and I go, oh, let me go into the family business. There was an opportunity. Yep. And a partners with my dad, and um, I sort of quickly got bored of the banquet hall business. It was just drudgery and. You know, a lot of work and working till five in the morning, and I said, you know, just something clicked. I go, I think I'm stuck here. Yeah, I'm in jail in this business. Like, yeah, I gotta support family. You know, continue and carry this banner. And I thought, well, I'm gonna make it exciting then. I'm gonna yeah. sort of flip it on its heel. So I created my own software in the last 15 years. I have a website, caterx.ca. It's yeah. amazing software. It just does everything. It uh, schedules your staff, orders your food, sort of runs it. They keep people keep asking. Oh, you know, you run all these people there. How do you do it? Oh, not me. I got this <laughs> thing, an AI kind yeah. of software. It sort of runs <laughs> runs everything, right? So it answers all the questions for everyone. So that's an amazing sort of piece of software. So I thought I'd just flip everything and just sort of expand it. Yeah. We opened up the Hershey Center on behalf of uh, City Mississauga and Hazel at the time when she was mayor. Like the uh, actual building or the business? We opened up the businesses for them. We ran, okay. we ran all the private box catering, the restaurants, Iceland. Uh, City of Mississauga needed some help, and there were some. We had some uh, common uh, connections. And they said, "Well, if you want to get it done, I will do it." So we took over about a year uh, prior to them opening, helped them out, uh, and then we ran it for the first yeah. year. And uh, we weren't making much money. It wasn't much money in that private box thing, you know. We had Don Cherry. We had a box as well. So there was the Hershey Center people, the Labatt people, Don yeah. Cherry. He was he was. Character, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was fun seeing him every week. Yeah, making a lot of you know uh, uh, waves in the media today. That's for sure. But yeah, yeah. all right, so um, it was it essentially you just did all the catering for you know the Hershey's Center. And, yeah, and I that, did all the private box here. We ran the sports bar, Iceland Hockey Arena. Ran that sports bar. There. Yeah, that was sort of different for us. You know, chicken wings and stuff. When we used to play mignon. And so, and, and all the while, it's in, it's in conjunction with running a banquet center for like weddings and everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. And we also ran Hunter's Land Golf Course, uh, all the banquets and the golf tournaments and stuff like that for about ten years before that got closed down for uh, development and residential. So that was a lot of fun and experience there as well. Free golf, free golf, <laughs> gotta love it. Everybody loves free golf. Exactly. And then so, um, so tell me what. So I mean, I guess because when you're saying the banquet hall. Uh, business was a maybe a little bit boring. Was that that's just essentially because the most events that you could do were maybe three times a week. Yeah, we, exactly. And then you know we'd work like I remember the first two years we couldn't afford staff, some too much staff. So I not just bored, but just really tired because I'd work. I had three days off a year. I worked um, Monday. My shortest day was Monday to Thursday, nine to nine. Our longest, my longest day. 9 a.m., I had to answer the phones, open the doors for the first two years. 9 a.m. to 5 a.m. And um, and then Saturdays, 12 noon to 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And Sundays, 12 to 12. And I'd wait. I could see, oh, I got, not even have Boxing Day off because I came in 9 to 5. But I could see, oh, Labor Day. Oh, God, three months away. I got a day off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't wait for it. And then uh, and then there would be Easter Sunday and Good Friday. It was, it was amazing. I, you know, I'll work on the Saturday for some, some weddings and stuff. So I have like three, January 1st didn't count because yeah. we worked like crazy till 5 in the morning and staff would all disappear going to parties. And there was me and one bartender and 300 guests. Wow. Go, you don't leave, I'm going to handcuff you. <laughs> I'm washing dishes in, the, in a suit and like, you know, and 
So I slept all day January 3rd. Mm-hmm. And about three days off the year. Yeah, so I guess the next and, step for you was trying to find something that, uh, you know, didn't, kept you busy, but I yeah. guess leveraging off, you know, some of your, your, your own personal time that you wanted to keep for yourself, right? Right, right. Well, I, for a guy who keeps so busy I don't know. as you. It was kind of weird. Like, I would go home and I go, geez, I'm coming home from 5 to 7. It only takes me 20 minutes to eat. I can start a new business between 5.30 and 7. Like, crank <laughs> something up, right? Like, I'd always be just like, and I'd wake up in the morning and crank another thing. So, and then everything I did was sort of wedding related. When I did Last Bright Standing, we did that because we didn't have, when we expanded our, our venue in 2000, we didn't have money to do advertising. And I remember one day I drove by, I saw this car show car thing they were giving away a free car last one hands on for the car al paladini was a free car it's all global news and crazy like all this free publicity <laughs> free press and they're all cool so i'm like no wait a minute i could do that for Angela. i'll give him a free wedding so let's do that this is before survivor anything right yeah but this is not i wasn't doing tv i was just doing it for a contest and yeah people would come and eat popcorn sit on chairs and, and they'd come in the parking lot all because they were there 24 hours a day i had them outside Outside, mostly outside, and it was in the summer, or it's like September, yeah. And wow, and then the news would show up. I go, this is great, great. And then a few years later, Survivor comes out, all these things. There was so much drama on our contest. Yeah, I can. People imagine. were all yelling at each other, brides and grooms. Yeah. She took her hand off the wall. This ju- this sucks. That judge didn't look. Oh my god! And the and the groom was like, why are you here? Well, we got to go home. Screw this stupid content. I'm here for us. You know, you never care. Well, you know, I don't care for our wedding. And it was all this drama. It was like, yeah. Drama. Then when Survivor came up, I was like, that would have been good reality. Yeah. So then, yeah, it's essentially you got that thought and then just positioned it. So how did it work? Was So was it, it was reality TV, of course, but so they were actual real brides? Real brides, real, real, real everything. Cons- yeah, because I'm ignorant of the TV movie industry, I, you know, Real brides and everything. Yeah. But then we, I hired a crew of production companies to film it, and uh, they started directing it. They started telling people what to do. I go, tell them what to do. Like, there's enough drama. Don't worry. Don't worry. No sleep. Give them 24 yeah. hours. The stuff that'll come out of their mouth, the shit that'll come out of their mouth is incredible. Like those just start. Yeah. And but he started directing it, and then so I was the creator. I, I produced it as the director, producer, one of the producers, uh, the uh, not the director, uh, yep. but the host, and so they came up with all. But then the second season, I go, I'm going to direct it. So I directed it, and I just let it loose. This isn't reality TV. This is actuality TV. Yeah. So we started, <laughs> so we created that, right? And it was crazy. It was incredible. It was a lot of fun. That's crazy, man. That's incredible. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more with Carlo. Benjamin Law, we understand the real cost of personal injuries. As the victim of an accident, you may be the one who's physically hurt, but your main concern is that your family are the ones who will pay the price. Benjamin Law will be there for you, helping, supporting, and working tirelessly to resolve your personal injury case. Call 1-855-899-4878 or visit benjaminlaw.ca and let our family of lawyers help your family. 
Welcome back, everybody. We are live with Carlo Parentella. Uh, if you watched the first segment, uh, we got to know Carlo um, quite a bit. We got to learn all the stories, um, you know, from, from when he started in the family business, uh, the catering and the banquet hall from five years old to uh, it leading him all the way to starting his own TV show called Last Bride Standing. And uh, so that show went, what, three seasons? Three seasons and Sun TV, and then the first season uh, we sold, uh, we rented out uh, to uh, Wedding Central in the states. Yeah, and then and then you were mentioning just before we went to the break that the second season you stepped in on a larger role and yes, you know director, it was, yeah yeah meaning no director because it wasn't really they, they because they sort of direct reality TV yeah so I stepped in as director to be a non-director because I said this is actuality so we've just so we put five cameras twenty four hours a day and in one week. They weren't, weren't sleeping for a week. In one week, we shot, we got 13 amazing episodes. Yeah. We were able to, to do an amazing budget. So how does how does the the filming of that actually work? Is it just, do you have set hours, you know, 9 to 9, or or was it just no. cameras the entire it 20, time? It was 24-7, because Last Bride Standing was those brides putting their hand on the wall, and they weren't um, they weren't sleeping. They get, every three hours, they get a 15-minute break, and they... Um, that was their thing. So, you know, they had to sort of mentally uh, stimulate themselves and things like that. We create little crises. Like, you know, I'd leave little envelopes say, guys, I'm, I'm taking off, leaving you here with the judges, and the judge is going to open up an envelope at midnight. And at midnight, they'd open up some envelope. I just came up with these things randomly. That's how I kind of directed it. So actually, actuality for the director, too. Yeah. And, uh, like, for the moment sort of things. And what we would do is, Oh, call your fiance right now. Tell him to show up over here, sleep for you, and you can have three hours off. You can sleep for five hours. You know you're going to win the contest if you can sleep for five hours. While these guys are not sleeping, five hours sleep. Call your fiance, baby, and we'd be filming. Baby, baby, you got to get down here. Come on, please, please. You know, I, I'm going to get five hours sleep. Are you kidding? I got to be up in the morning. I got to you and your stupid content. No way, I'm not telling. No, I'm doing this for us for our future. And that was so funny. It was like so a lot so, of these sort of things. You know, was each each season based on taking their hand off something or if was they, it everything? The last bright sign, so they hang onto the wall yeah. of the venue. Like, you know, like I want to get married here. Give a, they, we give them a $100,000 prize yeah. of uh, wow. free wedding, uh, photographers, trips, everything, <laughs> gifts. It was like incredible. So it was a big jump and, for them, and right? So if they called their uh, fiance, they had to come and essentially switch out their position? Yeah, 12 at midnight uh, during a weeknight. Oh my work God. Night, get them over. Like, you know, and then they're like, oh, some did. Yeah. It was like, yeah, people, all the girls like, yeah, look at that. That's a good fiance, right? That was all my <laughs> So in order for them to take a break, they would, like, no matter what? or They had no break. Every three hours they had a 15-minute break, wash them, whatever. Right? right. They could eat, right? They could okay. never take their head off a wall, right? They had to stand there all the time. They could jog. They could do whatever they want. But essentially, a, a week would go by. Like they were up for like that's crazy. That's insane. No sleep. Well, because I have seen like things similar that, and you see a whole bunch of YouTubers doing that now and stuff like that. Like take your hand off it. to win. The, yeah, you start <laughs> it. Um, but I mean, I always questioned them. Like, well, so what? Are they, what happens if they got to go to the bathroom? They don't go. They don't. Somebody scheduled took, someone, 15 minutes. One, one, somebody had a, her girlfriend hold up a blanket while she did it in a pail. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. I don't know if you could get away with that in today's age, 2019. 
That's amazing. All right, so then after, you know, three seasons, it was time to walk away, or did yeah. was, was it just another business oh, that was, you wanted to sell? Much, yeah, and I was just paying too much attention to that, not paying attention to the venue. To the venue. So um, just started working on that. I had the, Then that's when Hershey Center came along, and then I started taking over the Capital Event Theater at Young and Eglinton. I was asked uh, by a group there. And so we also, in uh, when I was expanding in 2000, we had the opportunity to take over at the time. It was called the Ontario Government Building, Liberty Grant. Yep. So we ran. We did the first wedding there, right? and uh, and uh, with a good friend of mine, uh, Joe from uh, Paradise, we were going to be partners in that, and uh, it didn't work out because uh, working with city politicians. <laughs> yeah, I hear that same story uh, in any municipality. Yeah. So. It's just another world. Yeah, you know, it's not our thing. Like you know, everybody just wants to take care of. Yeah, it's just like wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So just wanted, yeah. <laughs> All right, and then so you you sold the show. Um, no, I still own the show. Oh, you still own the show. show. May, in a couple of years after we do, well, I'll tell you next about a hotel we're doing. But uh, before that, uh, we're gonna probably do the show in a couple of years again. Oh, really? Yeah, that's Maybe interesting. Have hang out to the hotel. Yeah, well, that's interesting because, uh, like, like I'm saying, like people are watching crazy amounts of reality. TV shows on just on YouTube and just like spending hours and hours watching these yeah, videos yeah. of something with a little, in my opinion, from what you're telling me, is a little less drama. Like, I mean, what they were doing was, uh, I think the last one, it wasn't uh, put your hand on the hot tub. They were all sitting in the hot tub. Yeah. Oh. And, and it was, and they dumped a whole pile of cash inside the hot tub and the last person out. And I think they, one, one person was in there for like, oh my God, like, 57 hours or 72 hours wow. straight. Yeah, they couldn't get... Like, I mean, if there was obviously some editing, so I have no idea if that was actually true sure. or not or just to get For some sure. view count, but that's insane. So yeah. I think you'll have a lot of success when that starts yeah. up again. Um, all right, and then so you mentioned briefly in the first segment that uh, you went to get... Um, but actually, sorry, yeah. actually the Go ahead. The, yeah. the, the, actually, we, we did open up Toronto's Bio Show. Like, oh, we wow. used that last bright at yeah, the expo. Last bright standing oh, wow. was our segue to create uh, Toronto's bridal show. So we created and started that up, right? And we used last bright standing as a segue. That's a big event. It was a really big event. Yeah. Is it continuing going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then we uh, we sold that. Okay. Uh, our competition with some character. Yeah. Why are you in my turf? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. In Woodbridge, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Um, but you know, that's that's a massive undertaking. I've got a few friends, and even one of them was on the show, Dustin Lee. He does um, uh, Taco Fest. I don't know if you have, it's on uh, the Toronto Island, I believe. Yeah, and it's that's not an easy business to get into. I mean, I have, a taco, yeah. I have a taco restaurant. Yeah, I know. I have a, <laughs> it's a good segue. Yeah, it's a good segue. Yeah, right? exactly. So you, you have a taco <laughs> restaurant, and that's in Playa del Carmen? In Playa del Carmen, uh, yes. We opened up about seven, eight years ago. Uh, I was down there. I kept going because my friends were down there all the time. And they sort of moved in there, and my friend uh, opened up a restaurant. He's like, oh, I'm making all kinds of money. And stuff. Wine. Yeah. Oh, I'm, making, I'm making all <laughs> kinds of money. Uh, well, he can make money. Oh, I can oh, make money. Yeah, and then January 1st, I think it was hungover, and I saw <laughs> for, for rent, a great corner. I called the guy. He's like, oh, I can't, you know, now i got to go to Cancun. I'm going to the Cancun airport. Yeah. I'm flying off vacation somewhere with the family. I go, come on, let's make a deal. i got to leave tomorrow. Let's make a deal. I'll come. I'll meet you at the airport. I met him at the airport. Half an hour. We made a deal. 
shook hands, boom. <laughs> Within two weeks, I'm the proud owner of the taco restaurant. A restaurant that was empty, and yeah. we turned it into and Yom turned Taco, the whole concept. Yeah. We made our. And, and then I go, well, I can't. I don't like. created everything. We created the tables, we created the plates. Uh, the chairs were all this sort of rustic uh, kind of Mexican chairs. And we sort of made everything like out of scratch. We hired carpenters. We didn't go to a restaurant supply. We went to a metal shop, made our fridges. Yeah. Made our, not our fridges, sorry. Our stoves and barbecues. And we made everything from scratch. Wow. Very rustic and a really amazing concept. That's and crazy. So it was high-end tacos in, uh, on Fifth Avenue and Playa, you know, with a nice vibe and stuff like that. So it, wow. Yeah, it's one of the top ten restaurants. Is it, yeah, still open? Yeah, yeah. Still open? Yeah, still open. It's yeah. years out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then uh, I think you even took that idea back. Back to uh, be here. Yeah. yeah. There was an opportunity, and uh, uh, one of the city councilors, like a friend of mine, goes, hey, listen, someone has, uh, has this place available for rent, a high-end steakhouse, and I went, it's like Fields and Islington. I go, Fields and Islington? I don't know, I think Yorkville. I don't know, it was high-end, like 50 to $100 steaks and private. Wow. I don't know, we're gonna dumb it down. We're gonna make it into turn it into a yoma tacos. Be perfect. The landlord walked in and saw everything we were doing. He's like, "Oh my God, you turned my prestigious castle <laughs> into this." But then it's, we're paying rent. We've been there for yeah. many years, so we're doing well. Well, that's good. As long as uh, you know everybody's uh, in a win-win situation, you're all good, right? Exactly. Uh, we are gonna take a quick break, but when we come back, we're gonna uh, learn how Carlo put his uh, degree to work in getting getting himself into the real estate development per portfolio. My name is Trish Curling, and I am an online coach, personal trainer, and yoga teacher, and your new host of Shaping Life, which is all about understanding that we have the ability and the control to take charge of our health and wellness. But we can't do it alone, and I can't wait to sit down with the best in the industry. Please tune in every Friday at 1 p.m. live here on the TCN Network. At Benjamin Law, we understand the real cost of personal injuries. As the victim of an accident, you may be the one who's physically hurt, but your main concern is that your family are the ones who will pay the price. Benjamin Law will be there for you, helping, supporting, and working tirelessly to resolve your personal injury case. Call 1-855-899-4878 or visit BenjaminLaw.ca and let our family of lawyers help your family. Okay, we are back. Thanks for sticking with us just before the break. Um, you know, we were, we were talking about uh, how Carlo was just in Mexico one day and saw a for rent sign and decided to, hey, I'm going to open up a taco uh, shack restaurant, and then you brought it back to Canada. It seems like uh, you've got a pretty good business sense, and, you know, uh, 
an, an eye for what you think is going to work out. And it's a fun thing. When I was a kid, I go, I want to sell coconuts on the beach. Yeah. So I'm selling tacos. Now I'm selling tacos. When I was a kid, I go, oh, I want to make movies and a TV show. We did that. So I'm knocking off all my life goals, right? Yeah. Fun goals. That's amazing. Fun goals. Is, is, has there, I, feel free not to bring anything up, but I mean, have you had something that might not have worked out so well? Or has everything been relatively a good? Everything's been good, good, and fun. Like, yeah. If it didn't work out, no, everything worked out. It just yeah. everything worked out. Like I stopped the TV show. Everything worked out. The Toronto yeah. Bar Show is still running. Yamo Tacos. Both locations are still running. Yeah. It ends growing exponentially. Like it's grown exponentially, and now we hit our, our maximum peak, and now we're going to do a hotel next. So, yeah, everything kind of works out. So oh, what, there's been other kind of little. But I opened up other barter yeah. business and way back stuff, but I had to. You can't do too many things, so yeah. that's why you got to sort of stay everything in one industry. Yeah, that's why I kept saying, "Oh, Toronto Bridal Show is in the wedding industry, the event industry, the last bride standing in our industry, the hotel is in our industry." Mm -hmm. So everything sort of is within our industry. So we start yeah. doing other things. Yeah. So I mean, I, creating new teams, especially your existing team, and then yeah, to it. So would you say that, you know, finding something that, um, A, you're passionate about, B, you have some sort of expertise in, but C, maybe the most important thing is, is finding something that you can enjoy and, and have fun with? Yeah, 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 exactly. Always do your hobby. It doesn't matter what it is. You have to do your hobby in life. That's what exactly what I tell you. You yeah. do your hobby, so fun. Like your hobby is to be a lawyer or a doctor. Those are the people who excel, mm -hmm. people who don't think about the money. You know, and, uh, and and just do it. You know, think about it as a side. Like, yes, yes, this is how we'll make the money. But do your passion and you will love it. Yeah. And so um, speaking of having fun, and obviously you've got some pretty good connections, but um, you had a very uh, famous celeb at one of your restaurants. Was that at a private event? or What was that? Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the, our, our Opera Noir series. Opera Noir. Uh, and there he is. There's our Drake. boy. Our boy. <laughs> so I always liked, like when I saw that uh, movie with Jim Carrey, uh, the mask. The mask. Yeah. When you see that cabaret scene, like I thought, well, that'd be cool to want to place like yeah, that. Yeah, like it's the cabaret. You know, like what was in Scarface? How yeah, Pacino yeah. is getting shot at. <laughs> you know, or old movies, Frank Sinatra, Demar. Yeah. You know, this cabaret thing. And what do we have today? So. We separated things. We created nightclubs yep. and we created dinner. And the two don't mesh anymore. And the ones that mesh are some boring shows yep. and stuff. And yep. I go, wouldn't it be nice if we had some really nice and something that sort of gets all your senses? Mm -hmm. So I created after Renoir, uh, after black, you know? Because of my French, I thought it meant after dark. It isn't after black. So, <laughs> and um so we said, let's do something that gets all your senses. Vision, so we had fashion. Yep. Um, your senses of taste, so we had the best food. We brought in chefs, Bobby Flay. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, we brought the Million Dollar Chef. Uh, he's a lot of fun. I love him. Hello, if you're out there. <laughs> and uh, so all these different foods, and we brought caviar. We made amazing foods, and then we had different amazing wines, like hundreds of, cost hundreds of dollars couple of hundred dollars yep. per bottle you know you normally sell those for like five six hundred and we're changing bottles of wine every course and we're explaining the food how it's prepared the wine how it's prepared and then um, music 
and we, and we also have brought computer mapping. Computer projection mapping on the walls is incredible. It's the future of actually events and restaurants. Sort of makes the walls like look like they're falling down. Oh, like yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. So, and then we go, and then music. So I'd call up all these music industry guys. And they're like, no, agents. No one's returning my call. Yeah. And no one's going to let you do, you know. I go, no, I, I think I can do a pretty good job. You know, yeah. You want to get this, Jennifer Hudson, get this, that. No, 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 no. Great. Yeah, okay. Forget it. <laughs> I'm calling out. Oh, don't worry. I got a couple of bucks. I can make it happen. I, I know how to make things happen. Yeah. Right? And then nothing, nothing. Then a couple of friends of ours. Uh, who owns some clubs on King Street? So well, I know some guys. I know Drake's friends. The DJ, no subs. We talk to them, make it happen. Drake, no. We go, what are they doing? Ah, we're gonna have a thousand people. We're gonna charge them a couple of thousand dollars a ticket. We're doing all this high-end wine, food, fashion, yeah. computer mapping, and singing. I'd like to have you there. What? That, that. And they charge us a lot of money. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, 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 yeah. A big dollar. Yeah, one big dollar. Yeah, and then, so um, so uh, then so then then we couldn't get any talent, nobody. Once we got Drake, yeah. And then when I was talking to Jesse Ray's people, you got Drake. You you got Drake. Yeah, yeah, we got Drake. You got Drake. Yeah, yeah, we. Got Drake. No, no, no. He's the biggest number one star in the whole world. You got Drake coming to City of Bond, <laughs> Woodbridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign William Morris agency. Let me double check. Yeah, that's his signature. <laughs> yeah, we got Drake. Yeah, we gave a deposit. You, oh, okay. Uh, you got Drake. I go, yes, we got Drake. What do you want to do? I want, I want you to, to sing after Drake. No one sings after Drake. Well, ours is a cabaret. We have an opening <laughs> act. We have the main act. And then we got some lingering music and yep. sort of keep going afterwards. It's kind of thing, you know? And then I couldn't get, oh, plus I couldn't get main acts to, to agree to an act afterwards. Yeah. No, I'm the main actor that closed the show. This ain't a concert. <laughs> this ain't a concert. People don't leave. You're not going to yeah. drop the mic and we close the place down. No, people are going to keep eating, enjoying the evening, enjoying the wines, and then some nice sort of music afterwards that they can sort of talk and network. Networking was another big thing. Of course. I would once we got it, Jesse, okay, we want to open We want to open up for Drake. Okay. So then all of a sudden, I'm calling them because of William Morris, and I got Drake, and then all of a sudden, things are coming through, right? So we got Jennifer Hudson, David Blaine. Bob Thomas, Matchbox 20. Um, we got, that wasn't uh, all at the same night. No, different nights. No, different nights. Different nights, yeah. But a few nights, we had, then we had uh, uh, Full House, the guy from Full House, I forgot his name. Danny Tanner? No, no. Oh, we had uh, Mickey Day from Saturday Night Live. He was pretty cool. Comes over there, starts, I don't know if you read my Facebook, starts rhyming off everything about me. Because you are the <laughs> Batman of Toronto. You're Day. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's great. Yeah, I mean, just, cool. yeah, even a magic show there, David Blaine, that would be David insane. David Blaine was pretty cool. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I mean, where do you... He brought his stuff up a week before. Sit in my office. All these trunks. I wanted to open them. <laughs> Maybe yeah. he'd pop out or something. I don't know. <laughs> I got scared. I don't want to open up no magic trunk. Especially from David Blaine. He'd pull the fast one on you very quickly. Um, okay, so, man, like, where do you come up with this stuff? Like, how, how, where does the drive... Like, you're already so busy. Like, where... Oh, where yeah, do... Put everything down on paper. Know it. Feel it. To, tell a whole bunch of people, drive them crazy. Hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? What do you think? And they're like, oh my God, you always come up with so many ideas. You don't do anything. I'm doing them all. I'm, asking, I'm just asking you, I'm trying to get your idea. I'm trying to get your feeling. I want to see yeah. your response. I want to see what vibe comes out of you mm -hmm. when I say this, 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 this. I want to feel your reaction. I want to see if we can sell tickets. We did. We had people come from all over Milan, Scotland, tons of people from New York, Kentucky, Texas, 
Miami, the main actor from Dexter, uh, bought tickets, uh, spot, uh, Shopify, the CFO from Shopify flew over his private jet from, from wherever, Ottawa, I think, just local. But we had so many wow. nice, amazing people, uh, great networking. Yeah, that would be a huge networking opportunity for sure. Hey, especially the night of Drake. Like, it, it, there was an anticipation because everybody's looking on the phone. He stole the game. He <laughs> okay. stole the game. He ain't coming. He's not he coming. coming. He's not coming. No, he's not coming. It was all full of shit. Yeah, was that around the playoffs? Yes, it was near the end, yeah. Yeah, oh, shoot, yeah. yeah. November 29th. Oh, my gosh, man. Well, that that's crazy. I mean, especially in the event space. I mean, it's it's really tough to keep up, and obviously you're you're one of the leaders in that space, so that's amazing. Uh, we're going to head on to our last break, and when we come back, uh, we are going to talk about uh, those residential lots and how you got into real estate and you know building that portfolio, and, of course, Hotel V. So don't go anywhere. Hello everyone, my name is Jermaine Chambers and I'm very excited to tell you about the newest political and current affairs program coming here to Brampton. It's called On Point. The first step of true reconciliation is learning more about one another. Join us on Tuesdays from 4pm to 5pm as we discuss all the issues. I will never forget the trust you put in me. Municipal, provincial, federal, and any issue of national importance, we will talk about on On Point. So do join us. My name is Trish Curling, and I am an online coach personal trainer and yoga teacher, and your new host of Shaping Life, which is all about understanding that we have the ability and the control to take charge of our health and wellness. But we can't do it alone, and I can't wait to sit down with the best in the industry. Please tune in every Friday at 1pm live here on the TCN Network. Okay, we are back. Thanks for sticking with us uh, at the end of the break, or sorry, at the beginning, before uh, the end of last segment, we were talking about how Carlo was, uh, you know, making massive moves in the event space, um, you know, and then and then he's, he's, he's getting into real estate development. He did over 230 lots, residential lots in, in Barrie, Ontario, right? Right before, yeah. like, I mean, that city's seen a lot of massive growth, yeah. right? So a friend of mine comes up and he goes, oh, I've got this 100 lots, 100 foot frontages, on the wow. water table, you can't fill basements in Barrie. The guy's got cancer. He bought it off someone. He hasn't closed the deal. He wants to flip the, the offer. Yeah. Oh, that sounds kind of crazy. Okay. You know what I thought? Maybe I could sell this on friends of mine. Might make try to make a couple hundred grand. Yeah. So then over the next few days, so I gave him a, I only had 20 grand in the bank. And I go, okay, so um, I wrote on a photocopy paper that we're going to buy it. And then the guy signed it back. He cashed my check. And then a, a week later, he goes, oh, he's in remission. He changed his mind. He wants it back. I go, thought about it. No, no, sorry. No. No. He goes, well, we just got a photocopy paper. It's true. Yeah. All you need court. is two signatures. We can be in court for a couple of years. You, could, you might win. He's going to have to close the deal, pay the mortgage, not develop. They'll stop him every which way. We better close the deal. So then he's like, oh, okay, okay, fine. But then actually, things started happening like crazy. So it was at the corner of Young and Maple View. And then, yep. Know that uh, very well. Yeah. 
GoTrain announces, oh, we're going to put a GoTrain stop right at the corner of this proposed subdivision. <laughs> and then, uh, so then, uh, then we, the 100 lots became 230 lots. Yep. And we, we got the basements, we figured it yeah. out, and all stuff. So, yeah, so we did well. Yeah, I know I know that subdivision very well. Yeah. yeah, I've had a bunch of friends that lived in up lived in that area. And then so now you have made yeah, I didn't I was never a developer. I go, it's just the easiest thing. What's the whole yeah. about this? <laughs> Cut up it's easy. It's easy for Carlo, right? <laughs> Engineering background, but yeah, it's easy. Yeah, of course. Easy. Well, okay, so then now you're in the real estate space. What's the next move? Forever since I opened up the event venue, yep. I always wanted to do a hotel. Everyone's been hearing about it for a long yeah. time. But we expanded, expanded, expanded. So now we're at the point we got 5,000 people a week, right? So, so two, three years ago, um, we started talking to the different brands, Hyatt and Hilton and uh, Marriott, Marriott being the largest brand, 6,500 hotels. So we made a deal with them. We got a franchise agreement. We were going to do a courtyard Marriott and a town yeah. base and all these stuff. And all these sort of brands where you got to sort of cookie cutter and follow them. We like creating our own thing, you know. You almost talk there, and push your van. I love creating my own things. I can't work with this peak other stuff. Yeah. How do I do this? So, oh, we got luxury, we got edition, we have the autograph. But those are, you know, you got very high end and stuff. I go, well, in Vaughn, I like to do a very yeah. high end recipe. I can't charge six hundred bucks a night. It's not gonna, it's not gonna fly there. Well, we have the tribute brand. We just bought Starwood. And we have the tribute brand, which is a competition luxury. Why don't you work with that? And we worked with that. And we created. Hotel V, we got to put our own name on it. Hotel V, and Hotel V has um, 261 rooms, yeah. 54 offices. Each office has a Murphy bed. Um, there is um, uh, a rooftop pool, uh, event. A rooftop uh, pool? Rooftop pool, uh, event uh, lounge, and restaurant up there. Uh, on the main floor, we have a five star restaurant. I told Mary, it's going to be a loud restaurant. Why? Gonna be called, uh, the restaurant's going to be Apple and All Style. It's going to be live singers, the cabaret style, right? Yeah. So it's a very nice. Love it. I told no one's going to do business in there. So if you think they're going to do business, they're going to have to go in the lobby because it's going to yeah. be loud, right? And I go, really? Yeah, that's, it's an event venue, right? So we're going to bring a lot of business there and stuff like that. So, and um, yeah, it's really, really cool. And then um, in the basement, we're going to put a, uh, a spa, largest spa, wellness center, doctors, everything in there. Ayurvedic, chiropractors, holistic, wow. uh, as, even a dentist. And um, so, and well, we're in the basement. We're going to have a, a thousand member wine club. Private oh, wow. wine club. You come there, you'll take out your own wine, entertain all your guests, or uh, you know, open up your locker and put out, you know, three bottles, a $10 bottle of wine. You bought it at LCBO, you can entertain a few guests. You don't have to go spend hundreds of dollars at a restaurant. You can bring your own yeah. cheese and crackers and cold cuts if you want, charcuterie. <laughs> so it's that, yeah. that sort of thing, or you can order room service. So, and no tipping is allowed to any of the staff. So you feel very comfortable. You come okay. In and uh, I love this this lounge concept. Yeah, that's amazing. It's beautiful. Everything's based on Chateau Le Jardin. The bar is a watering hole. The lobby is uh, is in looks like it's kind of like a forest. And uh, we also beautiful. have a cafe marche. Everything that we make in the basement. Yep. Um, in the basement, in the kitchen, in La Cave de Teresa. In the Marche de Jules, and that's my dad. It's not just a European cafe. We're roasting our espresso beans. Our roastery just arrived a few weeks ago. I figure out how to use it. <laughs> espresso beans, calling Colombia. I need a thousand kilos a, a month. I think I should be saying that. <laughs> and then beans. And then, um, 
and then uh, juice bar and everything that we make in jars, sauces, dressings, gravies, yep. frozen foods and stuff like that will be sold in the Marche. Wow. People come there. Only what we sell. Like a pusateri, but only what we make. Fresh as if you raided your mom's cantina. Cantina, yeah. yeah. Yeah, everything fresh. Made, you know, jams, everything. Our bread, pastries, everything made wow. on farm to table. That's, That's amazing. It. Yeah. And then we decided to get, because it's a very big project. Like yeah, of course. $23 million hotel project. And we thought, well, we need some partners. So we were talking to getting some JV partners, you know. And we just didn't like some of the, the players. It was, why don't we just get regular people and introduce them into the hotel business? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing. So we're selling partnerships yeah. to come in. Uh, $299,000. And, uh, wow. And it's the best investment because it's a hotel. It's land, building, and business, which... Goes up, yeah, Not just a yeah, condo, yeah, you know, but it goes up in value, right? So it's it's a very unique um, investment plan for sure. And are, are people, pardon my ignorance, but are people buying or sorry, uh, partnering up for a particular unit, or is it just the overall? Right. So we were initially we had two hundred sixty-one suites. We we're going to ask for two hundred. We we're going to sell two hundred sixty-one units. Yep. And ask them to be partners. Great, you're a partner in. Then Marriott wanted everyone to sign. Franchise agreement, uh, right? Because you know, not to get out of the twenty-year reservation program. That's fine, That's cool. And then, um, and then it was just getting complicated with the paperwork in there. And my lawyer is like, "Why don't you do an LP? Let me do partnership." People don't understand that. They don't want to do partnership. They want to own a deed. You know, yeah. I'd rather do Main Street stuff rather than Wall Street, Bay Street kind of thing. Yeah. They own a yeah. deed. They're in a partnership. They understand it. But when you sell the deed, you still have to sell it with a partnership. You can't like live there. So you still sell it, but you have to say, "How much money am I making?" in a partnership right still mentally you own the you own the suite you're in a partnership but then we thought oh you know what maybe the lp after a few months might be happy about it and we sell 261 lps cool same price now you're partners same thing all of us own all of them collectively wow same thing then we thought wait a minute <laughs> double the amount of lps yeah 500 and half the price so make it more bite size so instead yeah. of charging 599 we charge 299 yeah half the price Five hundred dollars, just under half, and we included three businesses: we included the spa business, the rooftop pool, and the gym, and uh, the gym and fitness. So competition like time fitness, the spa. So we'll make money off the three businesses and all all the uh, all the rooms and partnership collectively. And that's what we're doing. From partnerships in there, with my partner. Yep. We're gonna keep expanding. And we're gonna be able to open up another one. Wow. Looking to open up another one at uh, already. Already, oh, is this even it. built Whoa, yet? Wait. No, this <laughs> one's gonna get built. Yeah. Then we said then later. Okay, yeah. Let's get this one built. Yes. Wow, we're that's doing insane. Amazing. We're already at fifty. Uh, well, yeah, because uh, we started we, a few weeks ago. I I wanted to get you in um, before your big event. You had a huge event, right? Oh, went amazing. It went great. A lot yep. of synergy, a lot of energy, right? Yeah. Uh, my my thing is not closing. Yep. It's presenting and of course we created a great pro- product and everything. Uh, we closed a lot that evening. And uh, but now we're just going to sort of better define our our, our sales procedure. Yeah, I had yeah. I had to do all, I had to create the whole sales structure myself. I couldn't get exact market dealers to represent us. I couldn't get agents to refer us. Yeah, it was just like what? What is this? I never have a hotel person. Ah, room on a hotel. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. So I had to create it. And now I fuck that that glass ceiling, and now yeah. everyone's like, "Wow, this is amazing! This is great!" Of course, it's great. 
They make easy profits. The only reason you don't know about hotels is all the rich guys, all yeah. the developers, they keep it for themselves. Right. Right? All these guys are keeping them for themselves. They're not sharing. Well, I liked what I, you... I don't have any money to, for, to, to build that kind of thing, so I need finance. And that's what, why they're getting a glimpse of it. What, no, what really triggered my interest is when you started sharing all the stats about all the other hotels in, um, uh, in, in New York and about you know how much the, it, the values went up and oh, everything okay. like that. Yeah, I heard already that uh, Hotel X Million for their four hundred rooms, a million and a quarter rooms. Oh my god, that's amazing! That's insane. Um, all right, Carlos. So we're we're in our last legs here. Um, so why don't you tell everybody listening, uh, you know, where they can find you or where they can find information about uh, Hotel V or how they can in- get involved? And yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, just email us. Uh, email Carlo at hotelv.com. Yai. And that's it? That's it. Okay, well, Carl, Easy. thank you so much for coming thank on. I'm glad it finally pleasure. worked out after pleasure. our third attempt. Third time's a charm. Uh, everyone, thank you very much. This uh, video, uh, this podcast episode will be uploaded immediately after we uh, hit end record to our YouTube channel. Uh, just YouTube MyTCN TV and find us under the playlist The Daily Reel. Share it with your friends. Like, subscribe, follow, turn on your notifications, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.